Oh, Mama! Welcome to Button Chops, the podcast where two miserable millennials from Northern England ask, what's the crack with video games? I'm Chris. And I'm Matthew. And uh, before we get started, before we do anything this week, I just want to talk to you, to, to you and to all the <laughs> listeners, about something that's really important to me. What's that? In fact, in fact, it's probably the only thing I would say I know. What and that? that's that's that I want to kill chaos. <laughs> <laughs> I have to kill chaos. I, I to need kill to chaos. kill chaos. It's not. It's I not am really, chaos. It's not even really that. Like, it's a desire. It's more like a hunger or a thirst. <laughs> I just know that I need to kill chaos. <laughs> it's all I think about from the minute I wake up till the moment I go to sleep. I just think about killing chaos, and then when I sleep, I dream about killing chaos. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a Final Fantasy trailer. <laughs> <laughs> a what? <laughs> so uh, it was uh, it was E three this week, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> uh, what did you think? Yeah, it was all right. It was. It wasn't the. It wasn't the the best E3 in the world, I don't think. No. Individual, no. I mean, it, in, no individual conferences really like shot out to me as like having like a huge array of like games really. Not like compared to some previous, previous yeah. years. It wasn't as good as I had hoped and it wasn't anywhere near as bad as people have made it out to be. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. But it's also like understandable that it was, wasn't that great because I mean... There's been a global pandemic. I saw a tweet the other day that I think really summed it up very nicely. Um, and it was a, it was like before you criticize the E3 conference, um, just think about the fact that how difficult it is to, uh, to develop a game and then add to that having to access dev tools via a VPN from a home office. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and like trying to get that to work. And I think that sort of puts it into perspective. It's like, yeah... Everybody's been working from home, including games developers, and and it's probably not easy to develop a game from home yeah, on sure. a VPN. So yeah. yeah, yeah. And I also like I think that like when when I think about some of the things that I've tried to do throughout lockdown, even just keeping my head in work and things like that, like everything you went into lockdown with got really jaded. So I imagine like as a game developer. Also, the projects that you were working on, which got delayed because of COVID, started to become really uh, demotivating to work on, you know? And it yeah. must have been quite hard to just wake up in your own house and be like, I need to, you know, work on this stupid Final Fantasy spin-off game or whatever it is. Um, the, um, stupid. Stu- <laughs> eh? <laughs> Don't know what you're on about. Um, so I can, imagine it, I can imagine it being quite hard to sort of keep yourself going. Um Mm. proud lockdown so it's what it is yeah and I, I mean regardless i think there was definitely some good moments and i'm we're gonna kind of fold in the summer games fest event into e3 obviously it's like a it's a competitor e3 isn't it it's not really it's not part of e3 is it i thought it was e3 i thought it was just like no a, an extension <laughs> Well, it's Jeff Keighley, uh, who I think he used to work for E3. Right. And generally over time, because I mean, the criticism of E3 is that it's become it's become much more sort of shallow mm. and sort of flashy and about getting celebrities in and it's stuffed full of adverts and it's bloated and um, doesn't justify its own existence that well anymore, especially now that like PlayStation doesn't really do anything with uh, do anything at E3. Yeah. And I think he broke away from E3 after trying to kind of fix the issues internally and failing mm. and started the summer games fest, which is supposed to kind of be more true to the spirit of what E3 originally was. Um, fucked if I know <laughs> it, it is or not. But I, we got the Elden Ring trailer, so yeah, that was <laughs> you know, that and was uh, sick, too fair. yeah, I don't really. What else was uh, announced? Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. That was uh, <laughs> that. That's a Borderlands spinoff or something. But that's got a that's got some 
that's got some really famous people in it, like Andy Samberg and uh, Will Arnett are in. I didn't like, see this at all. I didn't see this. Did at you know? No. I saw the. I saw bits of the trailer. I didn't watch the full thing, yeah. but it's like a Borderlands spinoff. But it's like leaning heavily into like a comedy sort of uh, vibe, and it's got like massive, massively famous, not physically massive, not yeah. like thirty foot tall <laughs> comedians. It's got like <laughs> just like really famous comedians in it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, we're get, obviously this week we're going to talk about E three because that's just what's happened, isn't it? Um, before we get into it, as ever, um, you know, follow us on all the relevant channels and also remember to sign up to our mailing list, Button Drops, which uh, you're in charge of, so I'll let you explain it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that nice little newsletter full of neon sweeties. And uh, let me know if the ice cream on the logo looks good because I think it looks like a shit, but I also kind of like that. <laughs> I was like, I this, like looks, that this looks like a shit. Oh, that, this looks like a shit. <laughs> <laughs> some, some coprophilia with your uh, with your your mailing list. So you up. can sign up on the uh, you can sign up on buttonchopspod.com and we have exclusive little bits of content and thoughts and stuff from our private public lives. <laughs> we'll put them on there. But most importantly, you get episode updates because it's really difficult for us to actually be able to communicate with listeners. Um, so signing up on there, we'll, have, we'll give you that. On a Monday morning, yeah. it'll be like, there's a new episode out. Do tune in on your lunch. Go find it. Go find it. Go sign up. And if you don't, we'll we'll find you and we'll cut you. Yeah. We know it. we have an email list of everyone who hasn't signed up. <laughs> yeah. We'll find you. <laughs> You'll rue the day that you ever crossed us. <laughs> uh I also just want to point out as well, I I'm vaguely aware that I probably sound a bit sort of out of it. I had my very first uh I had my first vaccine jab yesterday. Yeah. And uh, I feel like I've been trampled by a by a whole host of four legged animals with hooves. Mm. Um, so that that I'm just throwing that out there. That's what happens. That he sounds like he's going to fall asleep at any point. <laughs> That's what happens when you've got a Wi Fi router starting to grow in your chest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This morning I went downstairs and like all of the cutlery in the drawer just flew up and stuck in my face. <laughs> People, they tried to warn me, but I wouldn't listen. <laughs> anyway, yeah, go get go get your vaccines, people. Um, so, E3. Well, should we start off with Elden Ring? Yeah, let's do Summer that. Summer Games Fest. That's the only thing from Summer Games Fest I want to talk about, because obviously it's fucking Elden Ring, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, how long have we had to wait for any gameplay to be debuted from Elden Ring? Yeah, a long time. I think I've known about... I feel like I've known about Elden Ring or like... Uh, the, the, something was coming for like two years maybe a year and a half i feel like information's been out i thought it was revealed in 2018 or maybe it was 2019 it was it was at e3 wasn't it when it was first announced and it was that cinematic trailer that basically gave away nothing mm. oh um, yeah yeah you're right yeah 2019 i think it was mm. and uh yeah, it's been a long, a long, long wait, obviously held up by the pandemic. I think it probably w would have been released this year, if not for COVID. Yeah. But uh, what what did you think? I fucking love it. It looks amazing. Yeah, the vibe of it looks, looks like very, very cool. You can see like the like Princess Mononoke reference with like Yakul mm. the horse. There's nice little horns and stuff. Which is like there's there's been like threads about different uh, Ghibli references throughout Souls games as well, and it's like a it's a known thing. Um, uh, just yeah, it just looks it looks really cool. Um, I don't like the fact that they've said it's going to be easier, but um, what does it say it that? Yes, the director directoring Kotaku said it's going to be easier, but also like you know when someone says it's going to be easier, I'm like, did he just mean that it's probably going to be easier by now because a lot of people have now played different Souls games and it's just gets easier the more you play them, you know what I mean? It's like Sek well Sekiro was hard, but like when I picked up Dark Souls three and stuff, I was like, it's pretty easy because I'd already played like three before. Um, uh, who knows? I mean. I don't know. FromSoft seem a pretty uncompromising. Mm. I couldn't, wouldn't imagine that 
they would sort of bow to pressure to make games easier. But there was a whole sort of hoo-ha around Sekiro being too difficult. Mm. Maybe it's maybe it'll be easier by function, or like by virtue of the the way it's designed, because it's an open world game. Mm. You know, I think the other games are open to a degree, but the linearity of them allows them to sort of place challenges strategically in front of you. Yeah. yeah. Whereas this structurally is just not going to work the same way because I think Miyazaki had, was interviewed about this after the reveal. The, the gameplay was revealed and he said there will be areas that you can't get to from this like fr- from the beginning of the game but it's going to be a lot more open and there's more freedom in the way that you tackle things and the order that you tackle them in yeah so and i think because the way that it seems is that you could go to any point in the map that you can actually access from the start and you're gonna find stuff yeah, yeah. you know I think that is obviously going to affect the way that you sort of uh, you produce and design the challenges, you mm. know? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I, I hope that it's still got that difficulty to it that the FromSoft games normally have. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it looks like Dark Souls 4 to me. Yeah, it does. The aesthetics <laughs> you know, look very Dark Souls 4. I don't think the graphics were particularly like grant but also i also don't really care i saw people like being like looks like a ps4 game and looks like a ps3 game but like I don't... it is it is a ps4 game i mean that that's the thing I, I don't think this was this isn't hasn't been designed as an x-gen game but mm. i mean name one from soft game with absolutely astounding graphics like they, they don't they always have very very beautiful aesthetics and like interesting like design in the game but the graph graphically none of them are amazing yeah yeah FromSoft's not a very big studio it's relatively small studio still you know there's obviously some limitations to what they can do but i mean it looks like a FromSoft game and it certainly looks better than any of the dark souls games so far mm. just graphically i mean it's going to be so much bigger though as well like the, the screenshots that have been coming out um do you follow FromSoft on socials uh yeah but i haven't been kind of keeping an eye on twitter or anything recently they've been putting out some cool screenshots and some of them like the sort of draw distances and things like that in the open world segments look like really really open which makes me which makes me think that you know like even though it's it's graphically not too superior to Sekiro, it's also packing a lot more in and trying to process a lot more at any given time so it's certainly an upgrade in terms of like the performance of the game um, yeah, I mean, it looks massive. It looks huge, and I, it, there that is. It's when you see the gameplay, it's quite clear the difference between, uh, say, how a Dark Souls sort of semi-open world map is structured, and this, which just seems like a big, vast landscape. Mm. You know, that you could go off in any direction. But it, I think what I, when I first watched it, I was kind of like, yeah. It's kind of what I expected, you know, and I wasn't really that blown away by it, but I kept going back and watching it again. And I think it's very interesting the way that throughout the trailer, you get these little sort of breadcrumbs peppered through that show the way it subverts normal open world tropes, Mm. like the way that that you can sort of just summon the horse. It's seemingly at any point, you know, and, uh, the, the one thing that I was like, oh, that like I hope it's got tons of that in, um, is you, that giant, I don't even know what it is. It's like a building that's walking and it's got a bell. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Just the idea cool. that, like, you know, in, in, in like a Red Dead or whatever, you would go through an open world and you just like encounter NPCs. Like in this, it seems like you're going to go through the open world and just encounter giants and like, yeah. like terrifying monsters and... That kind of reminded me of uh, in Horizon where you would get those platforms that would allow you to unlock the map and they were mm. kind of like puzzles. That, they were like giant giraffes with platforms at the top that you had to kind of puzzle your way to the top. Yeah, I love the idea that there's like these just these giant monstrous puzzles just scattered across the map for you to kind of encounter and solve. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it looks fucking sick. It I'm does. so excited to play it. It was... um. I was quite I was quite happy that we called the 
how the open world would actually be set out as well because i read that thing that i sent you the other day which is like um miyazaki going into a bit more detail about it and he explained that the world is literally just like sort of domains of like overworld bosses so there'd be like there's the usual you gotta go kill all of those bosses and then within the domain of those bosses are like the bosses before it that you have to tackle to get to it and the different dungeons and environments that you have to get through before getting to the final boss of that section so it was quite i like how you it might not be really apparent at first which way you're necessarily meant to go because now it is so open you're just gonna have to go in one place and like sort of battle through until you sort of go this is starting to get too hard i probably should check back over there or back over here you know i'm really excited for it i think it'll be really good same i mean there's not really much else to say about it it just it just I mean, it's very much what I expected, but seeing it uh, is really puts into perspective how excited I am to play yeah. it. The lot, the lost is funny in it. It's almost like it's really good when you're playing it and you're like, "Oh, it's just class." But when you're actually listening to like the sort of voiceover and it's just kind yeah. of you are the tarnished one and it's all yeah. just like the same Ashen the same one. stuff again Hollow. yeah <laughs> no it, it is it's exactly the same stuff but you know what if it's not broke don't fix it oh, yeah i agree yeah like it, it, it is the same and i would actually not be surprised if there is like some there is some overlap with like it, it would turn out at some point in the game that this actually is a dark souls universe. Yeah. Maybe not a sequel of some kind, but it's like, there are some hidden law. Yeah. 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 I, and I would love that. You know, I love one of my favorite things about dark souls, not that I'm massively into the law or anything, but one of my favorite things about it is this idea that the sequels are maybe not even set in the same like dimensions or like you know they're somehow like parallel universes and they're all linked across like space and time and there's this like weird sort of cosmic uh link between all of them that i just love and i I love i would love it if elden ring kind of fed into that imagine you get to a like corner of like the world in elden ring and you're like hang on a minute is that Anna Lando? <laughs> not yeah, again. Yeah. Fuck's I sake. fucking I would not be surprised if Anna Lando <laughs> popped up in this. Or like the Onion Knight is just like hanging out somewhere, yeah. just like bumbling around. I think I think they could get away with that though. They're just like the staples now of that series, and um, like you said, like the sort of crossing dimensions and that kind of thing opens up the doors for them to be able to like do things like that. Um, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Looks sick. Looks sick. Can't wait. Do you think it'll be out on the date that they've said? Yeah, probably. Or do you think it'll get delayed? There's a lot of stirring online about it being, you know, when people see those, you know, those like memes where it's like, that's a nice game you've got there. It would be a shame <laughs> if someone were to delay it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. Is it January, is it? Yeah, January 2022. I think it'd be all right. It looks, it looks like pretty much that entire trailer looked like engine footage and like in-game animations so it looks like it's veering on a finished product you know yeah i think maybe the, the reason they've been so cautious about um about showing the footage is maybe because they didn't want to show stuff and then knowing that it would probably eventually have to be delayed like yeah. maybe they've they've been they've been more comfortable showing this because they're confident now that they can actually meet that release date yeah. or at least that's what you would hope that's just pure speculation. I don't know. But yeah, looks looks amazing. And obviously I can't wait to get my hands on it. Yes. Um, should we move on? Yeah. Let's get into E3 itself. <laughs> what did, what? I don't even know what, it, E3 opened with the Ubisoft um, conference, which I mean, if I've got to be honest, I just don't care about yeah. at all. Beth, Beth, <laughs> Beth Far Cry. <laughs> yeah, more. I watched a Far Cry cinematic trailer where there was some people inside a boat or something, and Giancarlo Esposito came in and was did his bad guy thing. He's great. I love him. Yeah. Um, but I will not play this game. I've not played any <laughs> Far Cries, and I don't intend to start now. Uh, <laughs> even if it gets class reviews, I probably won't touch it. It's mad uh, that it's mad that it's a game on its sixth installment. Like Ubisoft have all of these franchises now, which are like, which have had so many games like Assassin's Creed and things. They numbered every Assassin's Creed game. It must they, they must be on like nine or something now. Didn't you know? Far Cry used to have dinosaurs in it? Uh, I think the original one was it had like sci-fi elements. It was like Crisis. 
Right. Don't they got dinosaurs in it? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, Far Cry Game 2. Far Cry 2 was like the remake where it was in like Africa and it was like it was right. like what it is now. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I watched it and I thought like this looks like it's got like no, I don't want it's maybe a bit harsh saying PS3 graphics, but it's graphically is like and it just looks very Ubisoft. And I am not a fan of that sort of thing. I think the most I've gotten through a Ubisoft game in recent years is Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And I put about 20 hours into it, felt like I'd barely scratched the surface and it bored the life out of me and I just stopped. Yeah. Um, so like no offense to anybody who loves Ubisoft games, but nah, not not for me. Yeah, I played um, um I played the last Far Cry games. My housemates got it. I was a bit bored one night and I was like, oh, let's play it, see what happens. And like yeah. I got past like the opening section, which story wise was relatively interesting. It was like sort of B movie kind of stuff. But as soon as I got into it and it was like, oh, here's like oil tankers you can blow up around the map and shoot this. And like the graphics, like you said, weren't great. I didn't think the gameplay was that great. Like the actual gunplay isn't no. good. Especially yeah. when uh, it was about the same time I was playing like Modern Warfare, which has like amazing first-person shooting gameplay. I was just like, this is a bit old. So if they're just using the same engine and stuff, and fair enough. But there's lots to come from Ubisoft with Star Wars IPs and things. So give them a break for now, and they'll hopefully in the next couple of years they'll have some nice new games. Yeah. Well, I mean that's the thing. Like they're a publisher. And they own a lot of studios, I think. I don't know. <laughs> but like, yeah, they're a publisher, so they just produce lots and lots of games. And mm. it's not like everything they make is bad, but I do think there's like a... They're, they're really bad for their like microtransaction shit. And there's also just a... Th I don't know, there's a thing of, of like quality over quantity, you know, where like a little studio like FromSoft that produces like really idiot, really idiosyncratic games and releases like one every couple of years is so much more attractive to me because it feels like you're getting a really sort of um, well-designed and well-thought-through experience mm. yeah, for sure. as opposed to like something that feels like a lot of the Ubisoft games maintain the same sort of core design elements. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of people work very hard on them, yeah, but yeah. they do kind of just feel like thrown together. Yeah, they're like reskins. So like here's 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 that last game in a different with a different aesthetic. Um, yeah, yeah, and that's just kind of like I get it if like people like that, but it's not for me. But I, I mean, one thing I mean that Mario and Rabbids game. Apparently, the f the first Mario and Rabbids game is really good. Yeah, I almost bought that the um, other day. Yeah, it's I it's like a like a strategy game though. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, it's yeah. like um XCOM. Um, it's like a turn based move here shoot that kind of thing i really like those kind of games yeah well i've heard that's good and i thought the trailer for mario and rabbits 2 looked cool mm. what did you think of the avatar trailer oh i was a bit like oh, whatever <laughs> i swear that i swear that game's been coming out for like 10 years they've clearly... been like an avatar game's been coming for so long <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's it's kind of like look at this this is happening just to remind people that there's four avatar movies coming out yeah from like... <laughs> Yeah, that's literally the only reason this game exists is just to kind of point at people and go, "Remember Avatar? We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna, they're gonna make more Avatar films. Are you excited? No, all right. Well, here's a game anyway. Uh, I mean, I didn't get any sense of what that game is from watching the trailer. It's like, did you see the Outer Worlds two trailer? Yeah, yeah. Where it's just mocking like cinematic trailers like that basically sums up how i felt about the avatar trailer i was like this is just cinematics i, I get no I, I have no concept of what this game is mm. it's just some pretty looking graphics and it probably won't look like that when it's released yeah, yeah. at all so, <laughs> yeah fuck ubisoft anyway <laughs> uh the square conference though Mm. What, 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 right? You're you're the more of a square aficionado, aficionado. Uh, so, tell me what you thought. I watched the conference <laughs> and it was like it was a bit ass. Um, I don't know. It was just to me. I was just like watching more trailers about Final Fantasy VII remake integrate, mm. and then in the battle royale Final Fantasy game, which looks mm. which looks shit. 
Like I hate I to see that I hate one. to be negative, but it looks absolute pants. And then yeah, it just got uh, actually no. I do know what you're talking it's about. A shooty they've, they've, Final Fantasy yeah. one. It's called. They've revealed this before, haven't they? They revealed it at the State of Play. Of the first yeah. soldier, it's it's using the Seven remake like engine. Yeah, it's like a third person shooting game. Yeah, yeah, it looks uh, it looks ass. See, so <laughs> do you want? How do you feel about killing chaos though? <laughs> do you want to kill chaos? Uh, I don't know if I do. To be honest. You don't want to kill chaos, <laughs> really. I am chaos, but we are in chaos. Well, if you are chaos, chaos, if you're if you're chaos, then you better stay away from me because I I'm telling you, I want to kill chaos. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to. <laughs> I have no choice. I have to kill him. <laughs> I've played that. I've played the demo <laughs> for that. For anyone listening, we're talking about Strangers of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin. (laughs) One of the funniest game, maybe the funniest trailers for anything I've ever seen. I think it was was mixed emotions, but by the end, I was just crying with laughter. It is absolutely hilarious. It's so, I think in a two and a half minute trailer, they say the word chaos like 12 times. (laughs) At least, at least. There was a point where it was like... They, they must know what they're doing. I was like, but surely they're not going to do it again. It was sort of like getting towards the end. It was like, mm. I will kill chaos. And then that was like the end, like yeah. title. And I was just like, what are they doing? And I was like, just saying I'm it over to and over chaos. again. It's, it's the bit that gets me is where he says, he says, I only know one thing. I want to kill chaos. <laughs> not like, not like I only know one thing. Like I need to kill chaos or I must kill chaos. It's, it's no, I, I want to, like, I don't have to, I don't have to, but like, I want to, you know, like, oh, I want to get a Mackey's or something yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I, f- I fancy, I fancy killing chaos. <laughs> that's the only thing. That's the only thing that I know. I just proper fancy killing yeah. chaos. In his fucking Burton outfit. <laughs> <laughs> It's like Eminem the, the, running the, around with a big sword. The character designs are three of the worst character designs I've ever seen in a Final Fantasy game, ever. Yeah. It's very like Devil May Cry, but I love Devil May Cry. The whole game reminds me of Devil May Cry 5, like on setup. I haven't played Neo, but I heard someone online saying that it's like a reskin of Neo. Yeah. But I've, because obviously, I, I've pl- I first thing I did afterwards was I downloaded and played the ps5 demo i yeah. missed the kind of period where it didn't work did you hear about that no <laughs> so the demo went live after that fucking car crash of a trailer and uh it was corrupted so nobody could play the demo you downloaded oh, it it was just like a broken file but um i got it after it had been fixed there's a woodlouse on the wall <laughs> how did the woodlouse get on the wall it's chaos. I'm three stories. I'm three stories up, and there's a woodlouse on the wall. How did that? I... It's chaos. It's coming to kill oh, you, little bastard. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got the demo, and um, it's it's it's. I mean, it's a Souls like. Mm. I mean, we knew that, but I played it, and I was like, "This is this is actually pretty fun." In graphically, it doesn't look good. Yeah, I mean, like really, like noticeably, doesn't look good, especially perplexingly they've released it as a ps5 demo like why like your most graphically powerful uh home console yeah maybe the xbox is more powerful i don't know but you know like you put it up on that it's really noticeably looks bad and it's a bit buggy but it's a demo you know but i think like this is supposedly coming out this year it's like it, surely not because it, it needs a lot of work yeah but the gameplay itself is uh is pretty solid it was fun mm. i enjoyed it it's not quite as tight and refined as uh like a souls an actual souls game um and i didn't uh i got hungry and i gave up <laughs> midway through but i couldn't i got to the fight with chaos uh, it's a really long demo. It mm. took me, it took me age. I was like, it kept going. I was like, fucking hell, like this, this just keeps going. And there's a boss fight at the end where you fight chaos with a question mark at the end because maybe it's Garland. Yeah, it's Garland. Um, and uh, it, I, it was quite difficult. It was actually pretty challenging. Um, I'm gonna, I might try and pick it back up this afternoon, see if I can beat chaos. Uh, but I actually, if they improve the graphics. And they release a proper trailer. Because the, the thing is with the trailer, I think one of the reasons the trailer is so funny is that it's just, it's literally just clips and screen 
grabs from the demo <laughs> and then they've taken voiceovers from what must be other parts of the game and just, and just dropped just it pa- you've just pa- pasted it over the top <laughs> so you're getting all of this like weird disconnected over the top dialogue and that's not actually in the demo the demo is like it isn't as ridiculous as the trailer is. Mm. The characters are nowhere near as annoying as they appear <laughs> in the trailer. I don't know. It's, uh, so it's, it's, really, it's just one of the worst trailers that's ever been put out. It's a terrible trailer. <laughs> it's a trailer for a demo, but they've marketed it like it's a trailer for the game. Yeah. And I, I think that's why it comes across as so ridiculous because it's only showing you stuff that's in the demo. There's mm. nothing else from the rest of the game. I think if the rest of the game gets away from just the grim, dark sort of gray and black aesthetic of the demo and there's more like visually interesting areas and stuff, uh, it could could be good. Because it actually, when I'm playing it, it feels a lot... It's not quite as like sort of chipper and like it has the tonally like it, but it feels a lot like putting Souls Combat in Final Fantasy VII Mm. remake. Like that's how I felt playing it. But obviously, I'm not like a I'm not a big Final Fantasy person, so yeah, maybe I'll, I'm wrong. Maybe I'm an idiot, and I should just shut my fucking mouth. I'll I'll play it. I'll, I've got my PS5 coming in a couple of weeks, so I've um finally. So I'll play it then, and I'll be I'll be open minded. But I'm just worried. It's it's the it's the same thing as when we talked about it anywhere. Just the actual rumor of mm. that it was coming. Um, yeah. The I just worry that it's like it's a bad look for Final Fantasy. And like you said there, it's like a demo on PS5. I think about my mate who have got PS5s with like a game or two and they just sat there. And sometimes they just go on the PlayStation Store and look for look for stuff. And if you're like, oh, demos, and it's like that comes up and they're like, oh, Matthew likes Final Fantasy. Let's see what this is all about. And they play it. It's like they think that I really love games like that. Do you know what I mean? So really your issue with it is that you will, it'll, it'll ruin your street cred with your friends. (laughs) That's why you're annoyed they've made this game because you'll be, your friends will associate you with it and then they'll hate you. They'll be like, what a fucking drip. He likes this. Stop telling me about Final Fantasy. I've seen, I've seen, I've played Strangers of, what's it called? Stranger Paradise. Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin. I played Stranger of Paradise. It's it's awful. I don't want to hear from you ever again. But it's not awful. It's it's good. I enjoyed it. It's not amazing. I mean, it's not like life changing or anything. But it's it's if 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 it comes out and they fix the graphics and uh, you see more of the game where it's like decent <laughs> dialogue and stuff, I would definitely buy that, buy it, and play it. Seventy quid. It won't be, well, right, it won't be 70 quid. (laughs) It's only Sony first-party games that are 70 quid. Like, Resident Evil Village wasn't 70 quid for PS5. I got a Steelbook edition, and it was like 60. And it was a PS5 version, but it wasn't, like, not everything on uh, PS5 is 70 quid. It's just the Sony first-party exclusives. All right, fair. So, like, Horizon and Ratchet and Demon's Souls and stuff, like, they're all 70, but... Other stuff, I think, won't be that expensive. I think that price point's going to come down because we, this is probably a good jumping off point to talk talk about the Microsoft conference, but the stuff that Microsoft are doing with Game Pass is just too good value compared to what the shit Sony's trying to pull with the first parties, and I think they're going to have to walk it back. Mm. So they, like Xbox, showed off a bunch of stuff that looks... I mean, nothing that, like sends me spiraling in a crazed frenzy to get an xbox but stuff that a lot of people are going to be really into and uh and most of it is going day one on game pass mm. which is mental including starfield yeah you see the trailer for that yeah starfield's the one think? game where i was like that like you just said that was the game that made me like oh fuck like i'm gonna have to get an xbox because i've been looking yeah. forward to that game for ages um then i remembered recent bethesda releases and then f- started being like i'm glad bethesda aren't putting games out on playstation because they're a fucking <laughs> piece of shit <laughs> like Oof. i don't know like oh, what, when they're like oh here's starfield it's not really starfield it's a cinematic trailer and then they start going on about fallout 76 and the 10th year anniversary of skyrim yeah. i'm just a bit like are you guys lost as well i don't know like i hate to be negative about it but i don't 
I'm I'm like really excited about Starfield and also cautious, but like also it doesn't really matter. But if I see it and I'm like, you know what, that looks really good, I'll happily get an Xbox for it, mm. especially I because fully, it's on Game Pass. I fully intend to get an Xbox, but the I mean to be honest, I never usually get launch consoles and initially when they announced the ps5 i was like i'm not touching it until it's been out a couple of years it was the dangling of like demon souls and stuff that pushed me into doing it and i don't regret it i I actually think there's plenty of good reasons to get a ps5 now Mm. if you can Uh, right now i don't think there's a lot of good reasons to get an xbox but i think there will be Mm. and i like i don't care about you know who's releasing what if there's good games on the xbox then I want to play them. And the fact that Starfield is like this big AAA blockbuster from the next big sort of new IP from Bethesda, and that's going to be day one available to play if you pay like 10 quid a month for Game Pass. Mm. Like that's that's crazy, Mm. you know? Because like on the other end of it, you've got Sony charging you 70 quid for for their new Ratchet & Clank game, which I think is like ludicrous, Mm. you know? Yeah, uh, and I, yeah, it's just a cinematic, but they're uh, they're launching it on like the 11th of November next year, and yeah. that's like a reference to Skyrim because that was released on the 11th of November in I don't know like 1991 or whenever that game came out. <laughs> um, Skyrim, <laughs> yeah, 1826. Uh, <laughs> but it, they obviously, I think, like obviously, Skyrim is like their their biggest, most successful game. Yeah, surely. And I think the fact that they're kind of drawing allusions to it, I think kind of shows they know they've got something special on their hands with this. Mm. And I'm really into the aesthetic. When it was announced, I was kind of like, yeah, all right, space, all right, whatever. I'm not like a big Bethesda person. Um, But I like the sort of interstellar-esque, like, realism to the sci-fi, you know, instead of just sort of like halo yeah, like style DCS. like mechs and spaceships like this like feels like really grounded yeah the plot looks like it's going to be quite it's quite a grounded story of discovery like it almost feels like mm-hmm. you know you might leave earth and then go to different planets from there or different universes and then try and yeah. discover life rather than yeah. just starting in space with like an already predetermined like set of lore about what that universe life and already has you know what i mean it's yeah. like you're more like slowly like hang on what's that because all of the planet that the ship was on on the cinematic like looked pretty desolate and i think it's going to be quite like a bit of a no man's sky kind of thing but yeah I, all i want to see from it to be super excited is a new engine i worry that this is going to be on the fallout 76 engine it's uh, not it's on the creation engine it's a brand new proprietary engine they've developed mm. Uh, they, there's a reference to it in the trailer. I just want to see that that's a step up there. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Mr. Skeptical over here. Uh, <laughs> I We haven't seen enough of it, but I'm definitely interested in what it is. And you, it is on it. You didn't have the Fallout thing, though. You you, you weren't massively no, no. in love with Fallout. And like when I played Fallout 3 and like Skyrim period, like that, that wasn't my favorite games. And then to see like Fallout 4 come out, and like they stripped out all of the like choice mechanics and the soul of Fallout for that game. Mm, it was all right yeah. game, but it wasn't as good as Fallout Three. And then they did it with Fallout Seventy Six and turned it into a live service, which they're still celebrating and sort of rubbing in your face at a conference that it's like the most like downloaded game on like Game Pass or something. It's just like mm. stop blowing your own trumpet and just just show us Starfield. Or I think there is a degree of the. I mean. I'm not arguing. I haven't been burned by them because I don't really care about most of the stuff they've played. Yeah. I mean, like, I, what Bethesda games have I played? I mean, I've played a bit of Skyrim, but not much. Doom's that little um, good one, isn't it? Yeah, Doom. I mean, I love I love the Doom games. I prefer the first one. Mm. Uh, and the Wolfenstein games as well. They're Bethesda, aren't they? Yeah, yeah and I like those. I... Microsoft own them now, though, and I think Microsoft, you can tell from this conference that they're they're going fucking full fuck on uh, competing with PlayStation. So I think they're really going to have to pull out all the stops, and if they've got anything to do with it, I think a lot of the shitty consumer practices that Bethesda were doing before are maybe going to be tampered down a bit. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, I think this looks good. Uh, Halo Infinite, uh, who knows? But the the multiplayer is free to play, yeah. so it must be separate from the actual game. Yeah, yeah. Which I think is like that. That's cool as fuck. Did you see about yeah. the the game? They do, they're gonna have like a game pass, but it's like, um, it's like an infinite pass or something. Where like so, say for example with Apex Legends at the minute, it's on like season ten. So because mm. I didn't play season four to eight, I can't go back and access the content that was around at that period, um, because I didn't continue playing and keep buying passes and subscribing to the game. But Halo's gonna have it where the you're always gonna be able to go back. So you could join in like season eight and it, you're gonna be able to access previous content as well, which is which is quite good and like you said there, it's more consumer friendly. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's nuts. Um, it, it, I think everything that they're doing is like the anti PlayStation mm. route. You know, it feels like PlayStation are trying to pull an Apple or, or even a Nintendo where they're like, the stuff that we've got is so good that you will pay whatever we tell you to pay for it. Yeah. And Microsoft are going the other way and saying, have all of it, you know, pay us 10 quid a month and you can have it all. You know, and mm. that is the way things should be going, you know, because I think the gaming industry over the last 10, 20 years with the microtransactions and all of that stuff has been really anti-consumer friendly. And I don't know, I'm just like, it's really good. It's it's good quality. Well, I, we'll find out if it's good quality, but it's, <laughs> good, it's good value, you know, and mm. I think playstation be, should be looking at that and thinking we need to be doing this as well because mm. obviously the subscription model is very much where the money is mm. and it's more affordable mm. but uh yeah stalker 2 that looked cool yeah i thought it looked good um i never played the first one same but this was what this is a game where i was kind of like oh that's a a, a game i recognize that I'd like to get into was to give us the only game I saw at E3 where I was kind of like, I know about that game roughly, but I'm quite up for getting into it. It reminds it's heavily, heavily reminds me of Metro Exodus and the Metro series. Um, and I played Metro Exodus, but I hadn't played the previous ones because I really liked the aesthetic. I was quite late to it in that game on PS4. The load times and stuff was so long, like three minute load times to get into different like maps. It's just like it get got really long. It took ages to open it as well. So it was just it just it was a bit old for me. So this this is interesting because it has that aesthetic, but it also has like weird like Death Stranding kind of vibe. You, you know what I mean? Well, do you? Do you, have you seen Andrei Tarkovsky's Stalker? No. So the whole story with Stalker, I never played the original, but it was de it's developed. I think it was like Russian developers that made it, and it's it's not really it's I don't know it's like very loosely based on the film Stalker, which I think is based on a novel called Roadside Picnic, yeah. a Russian novel. And st I've seen Stalker, but I've not read the novel. And it's kind of like this. It's like an like an artsy fartsy um, sort of film about the whole concept of the film is that you, you like the main character is this guy. He's like an unnamed protagonist who is a stalker, and he takes people into this like zone. It's called the zone, which mm. it is in the game as well. It's called the zone. And it's been ravaged by radiation, but you don't really know exactly what has caused it. I don't think there's any sort of specific reference to like a second accident in Chernobyl. In fact, the film and the book predate the Chernobyl disaster. Mm. Um, but yeah, and at the end of it, there's like a room where like sort of time and space or something have been so like warped by the radiation. And if you go in, your innermost desire is granted to you. Right. And uh, yeah, it's like... It, I think the the movie the film, the novel is more sort of action packed and and but like quite dark and the movie is more like a sort of like a mood piece mm. where it's loosely based on it and kind of does its own thing yeah. and is very philosophical and artistic. Sounds really good. But it's yeah, it's it's long. It can be it's a good movie but it you know, it's long. It's all in Russian and I don't know. I've, not to kind of harp on about Tarkovsky, but I've seen a couple of his films and they all sort of watch like he's he's written an essay. Yeah. 
yeah. and made characters say his essay for three hours. But um, yeah, like the 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 whole the the games are like loosely based on those. So they, they kind of take elements from them, but then add all of like the action stuff that you would do in a game. Mm. So like the, uh, like those elements are in there, like the kind of like the space and time being warped and things becoming more and more bizarre, the further into the zone you get. Mm. I think that looks really interesting, yeah. but I think the, uh, I don't know, the original one was like 2007. I don't think I could go back and play that now. <laughs> You know, when you go back and play an old game, and you're like, nah, nah, it's too dated. It's now. not a very good period to go back and play old games because they were trying to be like photorealistic, and now it looks really yeah. bad. <laughs> we yeah. talked about that before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, I think the thing with this though is like the, the the source material makes this seem more interesting to me than like you know, in the way that I was saying before about like FromSoft, you're getting a much more sort of cultivated experience. Mm with one of their games like this looks quite similar like it looks like there's a lot of like big concepts and and ideas within the sort of structure of an action game and yeah. that's much more appealing to me than yeah i don't know say like a metro exodus or whatever yeah i thought, so, I thought the trailer was really this. well put together as well just the last point on it yeah. where it was like yeah. um it was like they were talking around a bonfire of like where he'd been and then, yeah. like, every time he was about to say it, it just, like, cut away to, like, what was actually yeah. happening. And then it kept going yeah. backwards and forwards, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah. Nice. I love there. that it's all in Russian as well. Yeah, yeah. It just feels really meaty. Yeah. Like, it feels like, yeah, I'm I'm really into this. And also, it's not an Xbox exclusive. It's They've got, like, three months exclusivity on it, and then it will be coming out to the PlayStation. Oh, cool. So, so if you don't have an Xbox... You only have to wait like three months to play it. Mm. Um, ooh, there was also that game replaced. Did you see that? Which one was that again? It was like a two D side scroller, and it looks like it looks like it's set in the Blade Runner. Universe. Oh yeah, it's not, no, it looks, but it's like heavily Blade Runner. It looks, so it looks so cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it looks very, it looks very good. Was that an Xbox exclusive? It was shown at the Microsoft conference. Yeah, so I think it is. Yeah, but. I don't know whether it's like a limited exclusivity or it could be because I mean like Hades started out as like PC and Switch only mm. and now that's out on the PlayStation. So hopefully I'm I'm looking to get an Xbox around the end of this year. Mm. Um, so hopefully I'll already have one by the time it comes out if it is an exclusive. But yeah, that looks cool. Yeah, it does. I'm, I'm, I'm digging it. Um, should we talk about the Nintendo Direct then? Yeah. Is there even anything really to talk about in the Nintendo Direct apart from uh, the the big one? Yeah. Mm. Metroid Dread. Oh, yeah, to be fair. I wanted to I ask missed... you about this because I didn't really watch the trailer. I saw it in a, a breakdown of the conference. And I actually watched the full conference. <sighs> no, you should watch it. I missed the start of the conference because yeah. it started when I finished work. I got home and I was just like sat there and it was like, I don't know, like half past five. And I thought, oh shit, the Nintendo conference. And I put it on. So I missed the start. Yeah. And obviously thought uh, like Breath of the Wild 2 is going to be the only big reveal. But there was a couple of things going on in that that I thought like, oh, this is this is actually a really good Nintendo Direct compared to what we've been used to. Mm. So, I mean, yeah, like Metroid Dread looks sick yeah. i would i'd say i'm as excited for this or maybe more than i am elden ring really yeah yeah so because like the metroid games sort of now seem to sort of run like you've got your 3d ones which is like the prime series mm -hmm. which was a spin-off originally mm -hmm. and they're like first person shooters but like they have all of the elements of like metroid in them so like the exploration and the puzzles and and then the original sort of recipe Metroid is like 2D side scrolling. Yeah. And this is the, the first brand new, not like a remake, um, 2D side scrolling Metroid game in 19 years. Mm. And it's a sequel to Metroid Fusion, which was on the Game Boy Advance, Sweet. which was a class game. It was so good. Mm. And I think uh, initially... I was like, whoa, 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 this looks a bit ropey until I realized it was actually a side scroller. Because mm. um, graphically, like, it doesn't look, but it's a Switch game, you know, it doesn't look amazing. But when you see the the way the game actually transitions 
from 2D to like 3D cinematic mm. fluidly back into the 2D bit. It looks so cool. Yeah, yeah. And it also has this like stalker enemy in it, like similar to how they worked, how they work in like the new Resident Evil games. Yeah, I saw, I saw it. Like, it looked very cool. Oh, so cool. Because yeah. Metroid Fusion had something similar to that, but it was a Game Boy Advance game. So it was like limited technologically. Mm. So it, the whole premise of that game was that Samus lands on a planet and a parasitic organism mimics her. Mm. And she starts being hunted by this parasite that's pretending to be her. Mm. But it didn't work quite like a stalker enemy from like Resident Evil because obviously like the technology was limited. So there would be like these scripted moments where you would have to run away from a version of yourself that was hunting you. And it seems like in this, they've taken that to the next level where there's like a stalker enemy and it is actually just hunting you all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It can climb really well. That's the one thing I noticed where it's like it was getting up so easily. So it like pushes you to really go for it. Yeah, Um, yeah. All of the movement and like the fluidity of it just looks amazing. The, I'm really, really excited for this. Those um obviously already knocked off loads of the Metroid stuff. That's what it's mm. about. But they have those like kind of chase segments and they're super intense because they push you to like use all of the different like mechanics that you've got, like to the full effect to really get like maximum mobility and speed. And it looks like that, that stalker is probably gonna be like a nice dynamic way of doing that. It's gonna push you to like get around perfectly uh yeah or you'll be fucked yeah you can like also like stealth from it as well like it's got you she's got like stealth tech in her suit now that allows you to sort of hide from it Mm. so i think like there'll be multiple ways to sort of tackle when it when it's like hunting you Mm. but yeah i'm so i mean it's coming out in october as well like that's so exciting (laughs) um the advance wars remake as well i had advance wars for the Game Boy Advance. Yeah, I had it on Game like, Boy and DS. It, it came up and I was like, holy shit, it's Advance Wars. <laughs> I didn't expect that. Yeah. That game, uh, that game was really cool. I'm not really a strategy game person. I don't know if I'll pick this one up. Yeah. But I thought I, th- I kind of think Nintendo won E3 for me. Mm. They had a couple of like the WarioWare as well. Like I had WarioWare on the Game Boy Advance. Mm. Was it the Game Boy Advance or was it the DS? You know, <laughs> I feel like WarioWare was a Game Boy Advance game initially, or maybe it was a DS. It sounds more like it was a DS game, mm. but I definitely had that as well. And that was just like, that's just tons and tons of like little short mini games. Yeah. But I, I, again, not maybe something that I'll pick up, but like that's something that's very cool. And it, it's nice to see Nintendo sort of bringing that back yeah. and doing a proper Metroid game. And Advance Wars. Yeah. And then, of course, what I assume you were talking about, <laughs> the big one, Breath of the Wild 2. Yeah. What do you, what, what, what did you think? Looks sick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it just looks, I mean, it just looks like I thought it would, which is in a good way. Um, it's just more Breath of the Wild in it. The sky stuff looks yeah. insane, the clouds and everything, and the yeah. flying about. So maybe like that um, verticality to it. It already was really vertical, but more in the sense of like, you know, you climb a mountain and jump off it and get to different places. But it looks like you're going to have different power-ups to sort of like make that a lot easier. Um, The, I don't know, it looks really good. But on the floor, it just looked like another Breath of the Wild game. Like not even, not even slightly better. But I don't really mean that as a criticism. But I was like, every time it moved to being on the floor, I was like, that literally just looks like Breath of the Wild. Well, some people pointed out that you don't really see Link from head on in the trailer. Yeah. And they think that because there's been a long-standing rumor that you're actually going to play Zelda in this one instead of Link, perhaps there's going to be some sort of division where it's you're playing as Link in the sky bit and you're playing as Zelda on the the ground level Mm -hmm. map. But... Yeah, they've got that sort of corrupted arm thing going on, which seems like that's going to add like more power-ups to the game and give you different abilities. And I agree, it just looks like Breath of the Wild, but more. I loved it. I loved the the arm the arm thing was my my big selling point. I really prefer yeah. that to the Sheikah Slate stuff. And I get that those power-ups are still going to be there, bad looks of things. But I just I just think I like that like natural sort of yeah. power-up thing. You know, the corruption. Yeah, I don't know it. 
I'm sure it'll be really good, but it seems weird that they've said 2022 and that trailer was like, I mean, it felt like it was like 10 seconds long. You know, it was like blink and you miss it. Like there was nothing really, they revealed some stuff, but very subtly revealed it. Mm. And there was no explanation, no kind of elaborating on it. I wouldn't be surprised if that gets pushed back to 2023. Mm. Um, really? Yeah, and that's fine. I really am not against game delays because I think Cyberpunk proved that trying to get a game out when it's not ready to be released is just a terrible decision. Um, and if you're going to make a really ambitious game, you need to take the time to make sure that it's uh, it's done properly. I agree, so. but Cyberpunk was built from, from like ground up and this is like Zelda expanded, Breath of the Wild expanded. Well, we, I mean, yeah, but we don't know how much they've expanded on it. Yeah, yeah. You know, because we don't really, still don't really know anything about it, you know. Mm. We know that they've added a whole, like, extra map that's up in the sky above Hyrule. That's, and there's going to be some more abilities, but that's pretty much it. I think the, the Breath of the Wild was, like, their most successful game like, well, I mean, it was, it revitalized Zelda because, like, the Zelda series was kind of languishing a little bit. And, yeah. uh, they're going to make sure they do it right. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Look, and they're going to, really you know, I don't think they're going to half arse it. It's definitely going to have some tricks up its sleeve. Yeah. So, yeah, when we eventually get that, it'll be good. <laughs> and that was, that was basically E3 for me. I just, uh, I didn't really care about anything else. No. It wasn't necessarily a disappointing, show because i think we got some good reveals but i feel like nintendo really saved the day with the metroid dread reveal for me personally and uh and the, you know there's some other stuff i thought guardians of the galaxy looked okay yeah. um and the microsoft conference was kind of interesting because obviously i'm thinking about getting an xbox so i was like incentivized me to do that yeah like yeah i really i want to play halo i really want to play halo <laughs> The one thing I'd say is that I'm, I still haven't watched it because I really want to sit down and properly watch it. But the Devolver Digital Wonks, their conferences are always like really yeah. funny and like entertaining. Mm. Uh, they don't really they don't really reveal that much. They just take the piss out of the conference format. Um, I saw like bits of it in where it was like they had like all these explosions and stuff like behind people. Uh, I'm excited to watch that, but I haven't watched it yet. Like a little film, might watch it tonight. Give it a deeks. Mm. Give it a deeks. Well, uh, should we move on to this week's Steve? This week's Steve, eh? Yeah, here we go. Regale us with your uh, with your beautiful poetry. It's not a poem, this one. Oh, uh, fucking hell. Changing up the formula already. <laughs> uh, this week's Steve is where we crack on with a bit of uh, what we've been watching and what we've been playing, but just thought I'd introduce it uh, nicely. We have worked tirelessly behind the scenes to redefine entertainment. With the next level podcast segments that will shape the medium forever. With 16 times the stories, we are connecting our listeners to our lives on a scale previously resigned to the far corners of your very imagination. What have Matthew and Chris been playing and watching? Available right now for free everywhere. Beamed directly into your ears now from our mouths. Prepare yourself. <laughs> I have been, well, first of all, I watched the first two episodes of Loki mm. and it is fucking class. Yeah. It is so good. It's like the, I really enjoyed WandaVision. I was a bit meh on Falcon Winter Soldier. This is way better than both of them. Really? And from, oh my, yeah, it's so good. Like, and I, I hope that it maintains, um, I hope it maintains the quality all the way through because if it does, I think it, it could very easily be like top top three, top five MCU property for me. Yeah. So good. Really good. It's just got like such a striking aesthetic. Uh, Tom Hiddleston's fucking class. He's, get, he's getting a, a real chance to shine in this mm. one. Um, uh, Owen Wilson's brilliant the it's going like full wacky with the sort of cosmic time travel type stuff it's just really good and it's got a fantastic score as well mm. the score is just so good 
it really it 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 feels way more distinct and uh like has uh, has its own identity more than most mcu stuff mm. which is something that like the mcu has lacked a lot of because it's always felt very uniform and quite you know by the numbers by the numbers this feels like it's really doing its own thing yeah yeah yeah. It's great. It's really good. Yeah, my housemate was watching it the other day and I went downstairs and I saw I was watching it, so I avoided it because I want to actually sit down and watch it. But yeah, it looks all right. But I'm yeah. I haven't I don't know. So I'll take your word you for will, it. You'll like it. It uh it someone someone at Marvel's been playing control because <laughs> it's it takes so much of that sort of it's just it's so interesting. It take, it has this like weird aesthetic of like like a like a 1960s office mm. but it's this interdimensional place that exists outside of time <laughs> it's so weird and wacky and it's very funny it just pushes all the buttons for me i love it mm. nice and um i as of like yesterday um i've been playing hitman 2 oh yeah i've been wanting to play the hitman games how's that yeah uh, it's really good. I used to play them when I was young. Mm. Um, like I had Hitman 2, Silent Assassin, and Hitman Contracts, which I, when I was like, I don't know, whenever I played that, when I was probably like 12 or something, I got every, I beat every level with the Silent Assassin rate. Yeah. It was like one of the first games that I got like really obsessed with where I kept like going back and replaying it. Yeah. Um, and then for some reason, I just didn't touch them again for like years and years. Um, but yeah, it's class. It's really fun. It's just really enjoyable. Yeah. It's got more of a sandbox element than the original ones. The original ones would be like, it would be a level. There would be one objective and there would be like, I don't know, four or five different ways to kind of beat the level, you know? And each one kind of would kind of net you a different ranking, yeah. more or less. Yeah. Um, and this one, it's like the levels are much bigger and there's like maybe like multiple targets in one level mm. and it just sort of drops you in and you just sort of have to wander around and observe things mm. and investigate yourself and figure it out. It's like a big puzzle. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. Really fun. And it's really funny as well. It's really funny when you, when you work out a really clever way to kill someone, <laughs> you just like, you just, I just like cackle. <laughs> it's really good. That's good. Uh, and it, it's on the sale. Uh, it's on sale on the PlayStation network for PS plus members so i got it for like 10 quid that's good so uh yeah pick 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 that up if you if you wanted to play it because it's uh it's enjoyable what's the uh what's the newest one is that hitman 4 hitman 3 3 was the one that just came out yeah, yeah. but one of my friends raves about that and this but their only criticism of it was that it's very much like hitman 2 um but in a good way they just said it's more of the same it's more big sandboxy yeah. stuff um yeah. what happened with the hitman series is like it was renowned for years for its, it gives you like a decent amount of freedom yeah. within the missions to do it. And like from like Hitman 2 through to, I think Hitman, there was like Hitman 2, Hitman Contracts and Hitman Blood Money. They were kind of all very similar, but I think they kind of got less popular over time. Mm. So when they they changed the formula completely and made Hitman Absolution, which was like very, very linear it was like, I think, trying to do the sort of linear story-based sort of action of like Uncharted-type games, but within Hitman. So it was kind of like you just go through the levels and you do what the game tells you to do. Mm. And uh, and I think that kind of killed Hitman a bit, you know, because people were like, this just isn't the same anymore. Like, it was trying to be cinematic rather than giving you lots of freedom. So then they, they revitalized it and rebooted it with Hitman, mm. which was just like um it was released episodically and then hitman 2 which was like a full game that released in one go but was like critically acclaimed so i think they're just sort of sticking to that formula yeah. now and giving people more of the same which is what they want yeah you know yeah because it is really fun yeah, yeah. and there's so many it, it incentivizes replay mm massively because you can just go back and just play it again and find different ways to finish the levels yeah so plus yeah what about you? Uh, I've been watching, well, I watched Raya and the Last Dragon, which was really good. Uh, yeah? Yeah, really good. I, I, I was quite surprised. I, like, one, I, I was excited to watch it anyway because of the aesthetic. I thought it was quite a cool little Disney mm. angle. 
It reminds me of like yeah. Sekiro and things like that. It's got that like classic Asian wartime thing. Uh, but it's, it's at first I was kind of like, well, you know, I watched Frozen 2 like a few days before and just the songs and stuff did, did my head in in Frozen 2. It's just like, oh, you don't have to sing at this bit. But I really like uh, Raya. It doesn't have any songs in it at all. It's not musical, um, which is quite nice. And they have these like fight scenes, uh, which are actual like sword fight scenes, which are really mm. well like put together cinematically. Um which is very nice for Disney. I just thought it was really good. Plus the dragon side of it was sweet. There was a couple of things that I didn't expect. So I didn't really watch the trailers, but it was good. It was. It's not my my all time favorite Disney thing, but it was. Mm. It was very good. A passable, passable Disney entry. Yeah, very, very passable. It was really good. Definitely worth a watch. Decent. Um, cool. I also watched Bo Burnham Inside, which is fucking amazing. But I'm not going to say anything because you haven't seen it yet, have you? Yeah, no, I still haven't, still haven't watched it. People keep telling me to watch it. I think I've had like three different <laughs> separate, separate being human beings tell me to watch it. I will watch it. I like Bo Burnham. Yeah, it's good. Um, I watched it uh, as a off to that. I watched um, oh, what's it even called? The the coming of age high school one. It's great. Yeah, yeah, that's really yeah, good. It's a good. It's a good movie. Very, very good. But um, yeah, and I've been playing Octopath Traveler. Finally got that. Um, which is just. Just fucking amazing. Have you actually play, been playing Octopath Traveler? <laughs> when I got the name confused. Are you sure you're not talking about... Uh, Project, Project Square Triangle Circle. Dark Souls. Triangle <laughs> Strategy. No, this is definitely Octopath Traveler. I verified it five times. I was like, does that actually say Octopath Traveler? No, it's, it's fucking really, really good. Um, it's just old school RPG. I tell you, it satisfies my frustration about seeing Final Fantasy Origin and stuff like that. It satisfies my need, my need for like just classic, nostalgic Final your th- Fantasy. Your thirst, yeah, your hunger, and it's it does something about the visual of it, like the sort of semi three D two D thing. It just looks fucking beautiful, especially like holding it on a Switch. It's got this like diorama feeling where everything's like three D and it looks like everything's just like built as boxes. Um, it's just just it's just proper beautiful but cool it's also very very fun it's not like the old rpg stuff which is dated mm. it's very good nice nice well go and go and play octopath traveler everyone yeah and watch, watch um, raya and the last dragon do everything do everything that we tell you <laughs> send us money send us money <laughs> send us porn send us no don't send us porn <laughs> There's so much porn on the internet. We don't need people to send us porn. <laughs> and when you said you're going to do that to listeners, you're going to send them porn. I said no such thing. That's a lie. <laughs> I would never say anything like that. Uh, that's it for this week. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at @buttonchopspod. Um, leave a review on Apple Podcasts because that would be nice. Um, you can contact us on our socials or email us at buttonchopspodcast at gmail.com. Also, remember to sign up to our mailing list, button drops from our website. I'm just throwing things at people now, aren't I? Yeah. I'm just giving them a big laundry list of things. <laughs> send us money. <laughs> don't send us porn. Uh, and just be good to your fellow humans. Yeah. Um, that's that's really all I've got to say. What about you? No, Anything? I have nothing to say. Good. Me neither. <laughs> This episode's done. It's finished. Thank fuck. Go, go home and be with your family. We don't want to talk to you anymore, you shit. Just don't forget to send us money. See you later. Right. Bye. Bye.